Welcome back. We're getting it popping again. We're going to talk about the top 10 rankings for the NBA in terms of championship aspirations. Because at the end of the day, you know, regular season's cute and all, but what matters is getting that championship. You feel me? So, per usual, first things first, got a brand new Vucevic uh, trade analysis on how he's going to fit with the Bulls lineup on YouTube. Scope that out. And then follow us on Aina Hobby, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all that good jazz. Shout out to Jazz. And I got my guy, Joe. I got my guy, Brandon. You know the deal at this point, and we're going to break it down. So, I mean, what do you guys say? Should we just go straight into it? Oh, you know I'm ready, man. Let's go. You know I'm ready. All right, let's do it. So first things first, we're going to start with that number one. All right, well, number one, Brooklyn Nets. In or out as number one. How y'all feel about that? Yep. Um, they're my number two. They're my number two. They're your number yeah, two? Number okay. Two. Okay, so I'm assuming you got the Lakers at number one? Yeah, I got one? the Lakers at one. All right, well, that's my number two. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate the Nets pick at one. I'm not going to act like the Lakers needed to be one. So I'm just going to say it right now. I think you can go either way. I think we both are. All three of us are going to say that this is the most likely finals mm-hmm. championship uh, matchup. But I have the Nets right now at number one just because when you look at, like, they're the second offensive rating team right now. And that's like with Durant missing the last month. That's with Harden not even being on the team for the first month. That's Kyrie taking like a vacation two weeks in the middle of the season just to go because he has the mental health, head. mental health. So, man. so like if you just look at this team, like they're just like putting up historic offensive numbers without even like having a full squad. So if you just look, it seemed like full strength. Like I mean, last year this the Rockets traded. For Russell Westbrook, if you put Harden with Kyrie Irving, like I think that team's already a championship contender. And now if you're just gonna say, all right, let's put Kevin Durant on that team, like they're just the best team. Obviously, they're pretty bad defensively. They're 25th in defense right now, but I don't really care about that. We'll we'll, we'll figure it out as it you know when it comes. But right now, Nets are number one for me. Yeah, because we've seen it in moments too. Like James Harden has actually kind of shown up and played some defense in the post against Kawhi Leonard when they played the Clippers and. They've just had a really good grasp on the good teams. And when a team like this is able to do that too, like you guys are saying, without Kevin freaking Durant, I don't know how any team can expect to win a playoff series against them. They're they're so good at everything pretty much. And my main concern really is with all the additions that they've made, like did they get too many people at this point? You know, like no, how are no. They... Claxton's gonna Claxton and Bruce Brown are Claxton. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. That's all I'm saying. I hope those are the main guys that play. Bruce Brown, Joe Harris, and Claxton are all way more valuable to this team. Though. I hope yeah, so. They're gonna play at the end so. of the game. I hope Steve Nash doesn't get like kind of stuck in the spot where all these veterans and like former All Stars are like, you're really gonna play other people over me when you know I still got a little bit left. You know, like they're gonna want to pitch themselves. To help get a ring. I mean, they all just, know the deal. They know the I deal. So. Like, there's no yeah, way. No, I, I can only keep saying that, I guess. That's, there's only so be... many minutes in a basketball game. I feel right, like, like right. especially LaMarcus, who had options, like, yeah. he has to be aware that, like, he was he's not going to be getting, like, a full 25-minute. Yeah. Like, he's just not. He's going to be a small part of rotation. Him and Blake, it's just, like, they're just there just for extra bodies, you know? Yeah. Like, they just need a rotational piece, and they are. And, like, I think I think they have to understand that at this point. Yeah. LMA is there on that Kevin Durant-Longhorn connection. There was like a reporter that said Kevin Durant texted him, definitely come through. 
And he said, that's all I needed to hear. That's, that's why he went to the Nets. So it was like, that's, that's like not even a sales pitch, but it worked, dude. It worked. Kevin Durant. He's a salesman, yeah. dude. He, dude, he's, he's a master of social media, man. He gets man. the job done, man. He knows how to He talk. gets the job done, talks a little smack, you know, to Michael Rappaport. Hey, he does a little does bit it? of everything. Come he's on. multifaceted. Yeah. Multifaceted social media talent. It's America, yeah. All right, well, keep it moving. Number one in points per game, number one in true shooting, six in assist to turnovers. Offense is hot, and it's an offensive game. On to the next one. I mean, it's Taylor two clips because it's like off- number one offense and then number one defense. Like mm-hmm. the Lakers are number one defensive efficiency. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty much pick your poison. Do you think the defense is more important in the playoffs? Do you think the offense is what's going to set the edge? And right now, I think in an offensive game, it is going to be about stops. But Nah, perfect offense beats perfect defense, I think. so. Yeah, yeah in this, exactly. In this NBA, I would agree. And that's, that's yeah. what the, the Nets have. I, I'm only saying... How deadly uh, LeBron James and Anthony Davis were in the playoffs last year is why I'm like, they they could still maybe put it together. But my pushback is like, who do they play? You know, I mean they played teams, but like, <laughs> who did they play? They didn't play the Nets. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, okay, okay. If, if you want to yeah. look at it like that, I mean, I can't. Yeah, they weren't challenged. I can't like you can only play who's in front of you. Is all I'm saying, dude. I and get that, but I'm just saying weird... if you're if you're gonna base your there's argument gonna off be of new what teams. they did last year is but what I would say is like you can't totally put take that in account. Like they beat the Blazers, which they should have. They beat the Nuggets, which, oh, yeah. which they should have. They beat the Rockets, which they should have. Like all those teams were teams that like. Because they're, like, they, they, they're a good team. Because they're a good team. I mean, know. none of those teams are like at the level of the Nets, is all I would say. Yeah, they're not comparable. But if you and you're telling honestly, me if like, like the Bucks were fully healthy, you think they could have beaten this Lakers team? I don't know. I still feel like they just beat the best possible. But I, team. the Nets are better than the than the Bucks were last true. year. True. Yeah. True. true. I like this Nets team is just historically efficient and offensively. You know, their their record setting. But yeah, I mean, I, it comes down to those two. And I kind of like their rotation a little bit better than last year. I know they haven't played as well, but I still think Taylor Horton Tucker emerging as like a rotation player. And like, I know everybody was like blowing smoke saying like, there's no way he's as good as they thought he was because they didn't want to trade him for Kyle Lowry. Would but you have traded him for Kyle Lowry? Would you have done it? I almost think he's his value as just like a longer guy is worth it to have on a team with LeBron James. Like Kyle Lowry is really good, but it's only for one year. And they have like bird rights to Taylor Horn Tucker, so they just and have like a the next chance. month, if LeBron and AD are both out, like Kyle Lowry's not gonna be able to get it done. You, like you'd rather just keep three rotational pieces in depth rather yeah. than just one Kyle Lowry. That yes, like in the playoffs, it would help that one Kyle Lowry. But right now, to get you to the playoffs, you need you need a you need some extra depth. So yeah, and Schroeder, who yeah. like I mean Schroeder, the rumors that they're trying to offer him like an eighty-four million dollar contract extension. So we'll see how that goes. And he turned it down. So, yeah, I mean, that's a lot years, of money. 80, 84. That's yeah. a lot of money. But, I mean, he's playing for a contract. He's going to try to get it. I, I, like, I don't know. I think they have a good squad for sure. But I still think they're, they're number two for me right now. But Yeah, and you want to talk about rotational pieces. Like, we talked about Nick Claxton, Bruce Brown emerging, Joe Harris, you know, effectively has taken over, like, the three-point crown from Duncan Robinson compared to last yeah. year. And... So, and then adding the rotational pieces of Blake, LaMarcus, just those extra bodies that if your offense offense does get stagnant, you got those guys off the bench that can help with the spark, just feeding off of Deion, or feeding off of James Harden, feeding off of Kyrie and Durant and all that good stuff. So that's pretty much the edge. And I think Claxton versus AD is going to be a fun matchup. And I think Bruce Brown could even get switched on to LeBron. And I'm not saying they're going to stop him, but it's it's something that 
having those pieces with also Jeff Green is someone that we didn't talk about, having those pieces to at least compete against those top players on defense. But that's pretty much the edge for me. But, I mean, are you guys good on that? So yeah. on to the next one. Let's get, let's get this three where the controversial takes are going to happen, you baby. So let's get it. All right, number three, I got L.A. Clippers. I do not. What do you got, yeah. Brandon? I do yeah, not. Either. Yeah, yeah. I don't either. Yeah, you guys. So, so these next three teams, I feel like you can ask me like tomorrow, and I'll have a different answer. You could ask me yesterday, I could add a different answer. But right now, my third team is Sixers over Clippers. The Clippers, I have five. The Clippers. It, so last year we talked about like the Clippers as like being like the like the most deep team in the league, and here we are a year later with they have two guys. And like Ibaka, who's like a half a guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, like when you they look at really this team on paper. They have a roster. Yeah, I'm with they you, don't have, I'm with you. They, they're, they're literally the Celtics of the West. Like, this is what we've been talking about the Celtics, where it's like, it's just the Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum show. Like, that's basically what it's, it's turned into with Kawhi and Paul George. And Kawhi, we'll see how it is in the playoffs, but he's lost a step defensively, statistically speaking, which, again, could just be more of a load management issue. But I, it's, it, and just oh, it's Paul load George. Management. Kawhi's fine. It's, it's hard to it's hard to visualize the Clippers winning this title right now. It's just like with the way Paul the play, playoff P if he shows up, we'll see. Like they they clearly have the 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 talent to do it, but it's hard to take him seriously right now. See for me, it is the emergence of like Terrence Mann. It's getting Rondo, mm. which effectively helps them in that one of their worst positions. Which playoff Rondo means they don't have to start Reggie Jackson. Playoff Rondo, Brandon. Come on, what are you talking about? He's an impact player. I'm with Abel. I mean, we'll see, but like the easiest guy to flip right there. You just bait him with a little candy, yeah, yeah, yeah. a little cash, and I mean, and I just think the, the right, Rondo. I'm just saying, you don't think you don't think LeBron had anything to do with Rondo playing the way he did? Of course, of course. I, I'm just saying, I think the Clippers have like enough juice to maybe make a run, but yeah, I I, I just just signed Boogie Cousins too. Where do you have him? I have him as uh, the four. For me, I mean, also number one in offense efficiency, number yeah. one in three point percentage. Number two in true shooting percentage. They have the fourth least amount of turnovers. Sixth, they they give up the sixth least amount of points per game. And they're eighth in assist to turnover ratio. So they're as efficient as it comes on the offensive and defensive end. They don't turn the ball over. They get They play together. And they have the star power in Kawhi and Paul George to make a deep playoff run. So that's why, for me, that's what puts them over the edge. Because it's about the star power. And having those two star powers that I feel like could lock anybody down, and then adding hold Boogie up though, Cousins hold up though. Position. Paul George has been cooked by Luca like every time they played this year. I don't know. Paul George might have lost a step. I and I'm a Paul George fan. I'm just saying like I feel like people beat Paul George a lot. So we we might not. Have but to- it's about consistency. Like he like yeah. he, he'll consistently be a good player throughout the game. You're sure he'll get cooked a couple of times, but I mean he's gonna come yeah. back and. and- no, I, I can't call out Paul George. He's a great defender. I'm just saying it's weird. Like I've seen Luca like steal his lunch money every time. I mean they the play. thing is on paper though. You look at their team. Like I don't think of them as an offensive team. I think of them as like a defensive team. Or like when you have Kawhi and Paul George as your anchor. And right now they're 12th in defense and they're first, like Abel said, in offense. And I just yeah. think like. When it comes down to playoffs, like I think Le- the like LeBron and AD are gonna be able to have enough offense to compete with them, and like they just have the defense. That I think could like pl- like I'll play them. I mean, it'll, I hope we see that series this year. We have to see it. The world need we missed oh, it for dude. a year. We need. I'll be we need I'll be it. so sad if we don't see it. We have to see. Yeah, because I need to see Anthony Davis go hard as hell against Ibaka and Zubac and just see what happens. Because I I feel like that's the game. You know, if Anthony Davis can win that like by a lot, then yeah. 
The Clippers have no chance. Yeah, but I mean, like I said, increasing Boogie, uh, Ibaka, Zubac hasn't played too bad. Increasing your point guard depth by adding Rondo to the Reggie Jackson. I mean, Terrence Mann sometimes will play point guard position, and then having the star power, that's why they're the edge. I mean, I got Sixers right behind it. I mean, we could transition. I got them third. You got the Sixers third? Yeah. Yeah, I got the Sixers fourth. You got the Sixers third. Brandon, you got the Sixers third as well? Mm-hmm. So we both got Sixers third, Gene? Yeah. Yeah. I think their their defense is second right now. Their offense is 13th, which, you know, it's not great, but they're basically the Lakers of the East. And I just think when it comes to, like, the star power of Embiid, like he's just gonna give you a chance in the playoffs. It just comes like I mean, people are gonna look to last year when they got swept, but that was without Simmons, and just yeah. the, without a uh, more more optimized team with Daryl Morey at the helm, putting the pieces Sim- together better. Simmons, so I think the Sixers are third right now. Simmons is the best defender in the league. He's he's my defensive yeah. player of the year. So like when you have somebody that is that much of a game changer, and then on the other end he makes like passes only like three other dudes in the league can make like. I don't care that he can't shoot at this point. He's so good at what he's good at that he can still help them win a championship and get them to a championship. So, yeah, I just – I really like their mix. I think Doc Rivers has totally come in and, like, kind of done what Brett Brown couldn't do. Not to call out Brett Brown, but, like, this team really looks like they have an identity. Call him out. And they're – yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. They just really have an identity with Doc Rivers. And I just – everybody gets shots. And maybe that's Daryl Morey, too, for coming in and getting the pieces that they needed. But – this team just looks completely different. I'm I'm really in on them. Yeah, for me, it's like I'm almost hating on them a little bit because they're most of their buckets come from the free. Or a lot of their points come from the free throw line. So just having being a little more dependent on getting that call, like sure, Embiid's gonna get those calls, but that is kind of something that made me pick the Clippers over mm-hmm. them. But defensively, I mean, it's another thing where I'm favoring the offensive team slightly. Like I favored the Nets over the Lakers, offense over defense. Same thing with this one. Slight favor for three or four because offense and defense. But, I mean, yeah, you guys, realistically, besides the Lakers, the Sixers have the most complete defense. Second in steals, you know, you got the big three of Tybal, uh, Embiid, Simmons, and then throwing in some good ball handlers with Shake and, and Tyrese. I mean, we've all been pretty high on it, but George obviously Hill. who knows how – Yeah, George, the addition of George Hill. I liked it, though. But – but you no, know, it's a good addition, especially for for uh, veteran I mean, yeah, leadership. Yeah, it's, it's what they needed, seventh man. Yeah. You know? yeah. But the thing is, too, is like I mean, Embiid's currently injured, so I sure, mean, so like, is it's a little LeBron bit different. And AD, though, you know. Yeah. Let me finish, yeah, yeah. man. I was gonna say, sure, we're we're assuming that LeBron and AD are gonna come back too, but LeBron and AD don't have that history that Embiid um, does. Anthony AD Davis definitely does. does. Yeah, AD Davis. definitely AD does. AD, le- but n- the same history. Of him, yeah. Embiid was like, like two injured years. every he single like, year. Anthony Davis has an ailment like almost every like but not, not four the, months. At, not at the level of Embiid. Not at the I level. Mean, of, not at the level of Embiid, is. but he has like an ailment almost every year. I mean, Embiid like. Honestly, Embiid's only injury last year was like a completely random like finger injury that he broke. That was like a ninety degree angle that was just wasn't supposed to happen. Like uh, Embiid, uh, like and even this one, it was just kind of like a random like hyper extension. Like I think those are kind of random. At what point does it stop being random? You know, when do we call it? Maybe this guy, you know, his body is not made for the wear and tear of putting up thirty points a game and putting the team on your back. And then also the thing with AD, guess what? If AD's out, you still got LeBron. If if Embiid is out, who's gonna take control of that offense? Tobias, 
Tobias Harris has been really efficient, but... I mean, I, I would put the Lakers... I'm putting the Lakers a lot lower if AD's out. No, I'm just saying, like, that's the that's the edge to put them, you know, at four for me. But don't get me wrong. I mean, still in my top five. Still, I think, realistically, Nets Sixers is uh, an Easter Conference Finals that, that is most likely going to happen. And it's going to be as tight as it gets. I mean, Embiid's going to be a problem for the Nets because they're obviously going to play small. And I don't think DeAndre Jordan, Nick, Nick Claxton could even compete with Embiid. So that's going to be interesting. So obviously, Brandon, I mean, me and Joe got the Clippers and the Sixers flipped for three and four. Um, the We're not even going to move to five because you got the Bucks. I think, what, at four? <laughs> wow. Is that what you're, is that what you're, te- is that what you're telling me right now? You're so shocked. Put some respect on my guy Giannis's name, bro. Like, when, Giannis, when Giannis hits a, a like a fadeaway ELO shot, I'll I'll give him I'll, I'll I'll jump him up to one. Screw the Nets, man. We don't need the Nets. If if he's hitting that Elo shot, if that's he's hitting what Middleton's and Divincenzo's for, bro. Like Giannis doesn't need to do that, dude. Giannis is. Dude, didn't just, you didn't you roast me at the beginning of the year saying Divincenzo was a serviceable player? Yeah, I mean he's definitely not part of my argument at all. It's it's all yeah, comes bro. down to Giannis, Middleton, and Drew. Like that's a pretty solid three man group. I think they're all th- two way players. I think you just kind of have to give them credit at the end of the day Giannis is still probably like the best player in the league we'll see how it translates into the playoffs as he's been knocked out in like the second round every year the last couple years but I still think like just the talent wise you have to give him you know the slight benefit of the doubt which it's understandable if it's hard to do I just think the hesitancy you give the Bucks is exactly what I give the Clippers and I think they're both on the same sort of playing field where they're both like talent wise could do it but mentally can they get through it i don't know we'll see so that's where i'm at with them yeah i'll back you up brandon because because i would say the biggest thing is their last five is not too bad it could go toe-to-toe with a lot of teams between Giannis, middleton holiday pj tucker i think pj tucker could play a little bit better now that he's on this team i, I feel like he was just not giving any is anywhere near as much effort no effort he didn't care yeah yeah so like i think he could still be an effective guy like otherwise i don't know why the bucks would have pursued the buyout you know they would really be grasping at straws but I, I think they could put together a good stretch run in the playoffs, especially since it's go time for Giannis. Like, he just signed this max. Like, otherwise, he looks silly, you know? So, I, I believe in them to an extent. Like, I, I need to see them do it, you know? They haven't done it for us. So, where do you guys have the Bucks right now in your top 10? I mean, you're not going to like this, but I got them at seven. I got them at six. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. We're right next yeah. to each other, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean,. Let's go on to five because that's who I think. I mean, obviously, two teams are ahead of them at five and six. And at five, I got the Suns. Uh, we talked at, at length last time about do we feel like the Suns can take a leap and, and contend with the Lakers, contend with the top top teams. And, I mean, second overall defense in terms of points per game allowed and second in terms of assist to turnover ratio. So they're getting assists and they're not turning the ball over and then fourth in true shooting, fifth in defensive efficiency. So they're a great mix of offense, defense, also a good mix of star power. You got Devin Booker, old and that's That's where Devin I would push Booker. back. I don't think they have enough star power. to. I think in playoffs it comes down to star power, and I don't think – I mean, Devin, Devin they Booker got guys that can make it. shots. But it's not. I they mean, can make shots. That's what matters in the playoffs. If you're making shots at the end of the game, but it's not a star power. Yeah, like like Booker's on that Middleton if they're level. They're making shots at the end of the game. That's a star. If they're making, I think. I mean, I'm with you half because Middleton is heavily underrated, and I mean Booker's like 
rated, I think, adequately. And Booker, most people would say, is probably above Middleton. I think it is a lot closer than people would say. But I still think Devin Booker is going to – I'd rather have Devin Booker take but the But where do you put him on Giannis, Middleton. though? Where do you compare him to Giannis? You know, like that's like – like all – my top five teams are all teams that are like – they have a guy, you know, and that's where I would say that that's the Suns and Jazz problem right now is where I think that they just they just don't have that guy yet. They got like those B plus Chris stars, Paul, though, but not. They, I think you need an A to really win a title. Chris Paul is the leader of the team. He's the one that's going to put the team together I just don't, in the playoffs. I don't, he hasn't really I had a fair shot in the playoffs. This is the first team where he's going to get a fair shot. I mean, no, he's had plenty of fair shots. This is like they just need him to stay healthy. I mean, the the Clippers run was a pretty good squad and they just he's dude he's played on a bunch of good teams chris paul's an amazing player i just think it's a little bit like later in his career than it is like he's in his prime is all i'm saying like he's amazing and him and devin booker are a fantastic one-two combo you got the suns gene i got the suns at nine (laughs) so yeah i got got him in a different spot i got it i got got the suns seven so like they're in the bottom tier where I think they could do it. They're too young, just, Abel. They're too young. They're too young. I really they're like their away, team, I think. but they're yeah. not totally there yet. DeAndre Aiden is their biggest problem to me. I mean, my five through eight, my five through eight. I, this is like the hardest area in my opinion because yeah. I feel like easily five through eight, you can switch any of these teams, oh, yeah. and I wouldn't hate on yeah, it. Yeah, no. Like more than anything, I'm trying to prove a point that they have the offense, they have the defense, and they're playing no. smart basketball. Go, going through the going through both sides of the ball, they they're like. So the the Suns and Jazz are the like the only team in the league where they're top ten in both offense and defense. So like you have to mm. give the Suns credit for that. Where like like Abel said, yeah, Monty Williams all great, around great coaching year. He could yeah. probably get coach of the year for putting this team on pace like this. He's he's probably him and Quinn Quinn Snyder are probably yeah. in the Those running. Those are like right probably now. coaches of the years. Yeah, top right. two just because I mean for the Suns to be so bad and then after the bubble too, like they were so good in the bubble and then to carry it into this season, it's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. So who do you guys have at five then? If if you don't, if you have the Suns so low, I have the Clippers. Yeah. Okay. This is where you have the Clippers. We already went at length about them. What about you, Joe? Who I do you have? I got the flaming hot take, bro. I got the Miami Heat at number five, man. Oh wow. damn! <laughs> Respect the wow. Eastern Conference champs. Respect the Eastern Conference champs. Flame it. Give them their due. Flaming hot. Flaming hot heat. Yeah, pick. man. Come on. Flaming come hot on. heat. I had to mix it up, man. I just really like them. What they did at the trade deadline, even if Oladipo has been really average to bad this whole year, I think he's still an effective player that could work with Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler just takes guys that love playing basketball and want to give 100%. I mean, the thing with me is the Heat have honestly, at least stats-wise, they've heavily underperformed. I mean, the only reason they're in my top 10 is because of the you know the guys, the actual guys That's there, what I'm saying. Which is Bam, mesh. you know, Jimmy... I guess a little sprinkle of Oladipo, a little sprinkle of Tyler Hero, but they just haven't played well at all this year. Romano Bayalitsa, he's gonna be he's gonna be a clutch rotation player for them. Sneaky good pick, I like that. No, I like that pick because he has a lot of three point shooting. He's got like he's crafty. He's essentially like a Bogdanovich, Joe Ingles type of guy. Kelly Olynyk replacement, and he's a little bit better than Olynyk if you ask me, bro. I feel like he adds them like a little bit more dynamic shit that I don't know. I just think. They could find I mean, a Olenek rotation. Olenek was a pretty solid teams. passer, honestly. I don't know if Blitzer has the same 
but he's he's a, he's a three point shooter that's gonna help the team. I yeah, think. I think yeah. Nemanja is a better scorer. The way that Hero has played, like you're saying, Abel, like you're getting into, Hero has looked pretty shaky. So they need other guys to step up, and I think Hero and Duncan Robinson have heavily underperformed. Yeah, Hero is like shooting thirty two percent from three right now. Like Hero is yeah, not no, really it's, playing. It's that been well. ugly, but he's a sophomore. He's twenty years old. It's honestly insane that they didn't want to trade him for Harden or anyone. Like it's a long term play. They definitely were betting way too high on right now. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It, it was a weird it was a weird call, but he could be better. I think he just hasn't been good. So what's their closing lineup? My closing lineup for them is Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Goran Dragic, Oladipo, and Bayelitsa. And then maybe you could replace that with... Over Duncan? Yeah. In here. Or, so you get at the the way that Duncan has played, yeah, I just don't trust him this year. I don't know. I don't know if he can actually get back to it. And then I feel like yeah. you could replace that with Duncan, Hero, or Iguodala. Nemanja Bayelitsa. So like that's not like it's it's versatile, but it's not anything that I'm like in love with. So that's why I have them at the five. I don't think they could like beat the four teams ahead of them for sure. But I think they they yeah. can be pretty competitive in the East. I don't think they could beat Philly, is what I'm saying, pretty much. You know. Yeah, I just don't see them really like getting it together after not getting it together all year. Like, sure they've had injuries, but they just dude, what they've gotten it together. They've been pretty good. No, Jimmy and Jimmy and Bam have gotten it together, but no one else has. No yeah. one else. Everyone has underperformed true, true, that true. team. But since Jimmy came back, like they were literally like ten games under five hundred when Jimmy like before Jimmy got back, and then once he got back, they were like they're in they're the like playoff race. They, like in, in those games since Jimmy got back, they've been like ten games over five hundred. So like Jimmy is like a huge factor of this He's team. The so team. Like, I, I think they'll they'll be a lot better the second half than they have in the first half. I have them ninth. Uh, Abel, where oh, do you have them? Oh, for sure. I have them. I have them tenth. So yeah, they just they, like they, they just like, hit the they just they, hit the top yeah. ten. They just made my cut too. They they're often they're they're twenty fourth in offense, which again we could just chalk up to them not playing everyone at the same time, being full strength all year. They're sixth in defense, which is still pretty impressive with them not having a full lineup all year. So, I mean, I think they have a chance, yeah. especially after when you account for what they've done last year, what Jimmy has done. Like, Jimmy is on another level this year. Jim, yeah, Jimmy's amazing, though. Yeah. And I like Spolstra. That, that's the only reason they're in the yeah. top ten. I mean, that's the only reason they're in the top ten, because Jimmy, bam, you got the names, but they just haven't put it together the 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 role players haven't been there. You're essentially counting on Oladipo and Bayelinsa putting them over the edge. Tyler Hero to come back and be playoff Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson to come back to like legendary three point percentages. So it's like it's just a big reach to put them at five in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, that's why like five or like pretty much three through ten. It's there's a lot of them are really close because there's a blend between how they perform this year and the actual players and rotations on the team. Yeah. So that's why it gets a little murky. That's right, man. It's a future play. I just think that they have a good collection of talent and a good collection of like guys that play the same way, especially with the Chua being able to replicate what Bam does when he's off the court. I, I just think they could surprise any team in the East outside of Philly because the Bucks just need to show me, you know. I, I still am jaded on the Bucks. I said the Bucks were like the best team the last two years. So, so the, so the Bucks are third in the East, and like Giannis is like having like one of the best years of all time, and like I just don't know. How but you in, the playoffs, the over, in the playoffs, in the playoffs, Giannis has gotten beaten twice. I don't know when he's in his prime, he's gotten beaten. But twice. Drew Holiday, Drew Holiday is the key, man. No, Drew, Drew Holiday, Holiday is going to help extra. them. I agree. I just I want to see it. Is all I'm saying. And like the subtraction yeah. of uh, like Bledsoe, like 
That's true. Like it literally, true. you could have just got rid of Bledsoe. You're and this right. Team you're better. right. I'm definitely, you, I'm definitely <laughs> discounting that. Replace him with Drew. Like right. it's our, it's even more of a plus. I'm discounting that yeah, exponentially <laughs> yeah. to the moon, yeah, yeah. to the moon. That's, to the that's, moon. that's the Bucks. And it's not even and like it's that yeah. much more floor spacing. Just, I just feel like he meshes with the team better. So yeah, yeah, you're right. It's just that extra ball handler. Because at the end of the games, I mean, we we've talked about this. I've talked about it at length. At the end of the games, man. Giannis isn't doesn't take over the tempo of a game, so it's always been Middleton. And then if Middleton's just like not on it or not hitting his shots, the whole offense is stagnant. So now adding Drew to that is just—I mean—that's what makes him so scary. I mean, I—I I, the only reason I have just the Suns and then my six. Let's just go on yeah, to six. I got the Jazz. I got the Jazz. So those two teams are ahead of the Bucks, yeah. and that's just because they're like having a historically high season. All the role players are in the right place. They're all got it together, offense, defense. So it's just like, sure, championship aspirations. Like the Bucks probably have a more complete stars, studded team. But it was just hard to put like the Suns and the Jazz so low with with the way they're they're competing so far this year. So I got Jazz at six is essentially what I'm saying. Uh, Who you guys at six? The Jazz I have at eight. I mean, people have been saying this a lot. I I don't. This is a bad comparison, but I'm just gonna like say as far as like finals contending this is how i look at it it's similar to like the hawk situation like a few years ago when they had like a good squad they had a good regular season team but like no one was like oh they're gonna beat lebron in the finals or in the playoffs like like you they, you need a star in this league and like again what i said about the suns i'm gonna say about the jazz like donovan mitchell has been playing out of his mind the last like three weeks like, i don't know if you guys have been seeing this but he's been killing it who but I still don't think Who? he's quite Damn. quite there. I don't, Rudy Gobert is like gonna get run off the court in the playoffs. I don't see him like he's a big part of why they're so good in the regular season. I just don't see him being his, his skill set translating into the playoffs. And again, like Donovan, I mean Donovan had an insane first round last year against Jamal Murray, but I just he's gonna have to prove it to that he's at that level. Again, I think. I have, I have another team ahead of them. Yeah. Who, who do you have at six? Well, I, I, you got a couple of teams ahead of them if they're yeah. an eight. <laughs> so, so I got I got Suns at seven. I got Jazz at eight. Who I got at six? The Nuggets. Co- again, comes yeah, down to the yeah. star talent plus post trade deadline acquisition. Denver. I got the Nuggets. Yeah. The Nuggets. Jokic's PER is thirty three point nine nine, which is I'm pretty sure the best PER in the history of the league. Oh, that's so it. So like, like. I, th- I think it's all right. I think it's an all right PER, if you I ask mean, me. I mean, and it's like, I mean, it's passable. Yeah, but, you know, yeah, give it's, it I mean, it's enough. A, a Good thumbs enough, up, I guess. You know? You know? I guess yeah. he's the first guy to have done that. Like, what the fuck does yeah. that mean? Like, uh, so, like, <laughs> their offensive rating's fourth right now. They're, I mean, they're obviously not the greatest defense, 19th. But with the acquisition of Aaron Gordon, I think that's going to help a little bit. I think, again, it comes down to playoffs. I, like, on paper, the Suns and Jazz are probably more complete teams than Nuggets, but if I'm in the playoffs, I would probably take the Nuggets over the Suns or Jazz just because of the Jokic star power. I don't think they're quite at the Lakers level or even or like the Nets going to the East, but like I just think like you just have to account for Jokic when it's the Nuggets, so I got the yeah. Nuggets higher than them. I have Milwaukee 6, Denver 7, and Utah 8. So I, I, I will agree with you that the Aaron Gordon trade really pushed me over the edge for the Nuggets because to have a closing five of Jokic – Murray, Gordon, Michael Porter Jr., and then Monte Morris, who is, like, obviously undersized but just won't make mistakes out there, like someone that you could just count on, like, 
We've seen Jason Terry do it. We've seen a lot of short guards just be effective out there with other lineups. I mean, that he could hit open shot at the end. He could hit like, open Jokic shots. Jokic is, is double teamed in the like last two minutes. Like he could hit an open shot, you know. So. And he's he's an assist turnover god. I think he's like a six to one assist turnover, which is like really yeah. good for point guards. So they yeah. they just have a really effective offensive lineup that I like more. A little bit more than what the Suns have, especially because Jokic is, like Brandon said, is unfucking deniable this year. Like, he's just and he's done yeah. it in the playoffs. Like, he's he's, we level, have to respect yeah. him. Like, he did it in the playoffs. Now he's doing it in the regular season. Like, the dude is ready for that next 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 man up. He's ready for the crown. He wants to win the West. Yeah, see, for me, it's pretty much like he's almost on that Giannis level where he's been killing it. But is the team going to put it together, especially defensively? Like, it's a future play. Is is Aaron Gordon going to be the guy that's going to push them over the edge? In my opinion, I don't think so. Like, sure, he's, he's a beast, great upside, but is he going to be the guy that balls out, gets you the shots when you need them? You know, like, that's been the he difference. That's sure, the thing Jokic, is, he doesn't need that he role, He doesn't need though. to be, yeah. He's literally... He he does, not, but he's, he's going to be thrust into it, but, though. But the thing is, he's not, though. They're going to have to force. They're going to have to force other teams, to, other players to beat him. I mean, I would say Jokic is number one, and then Michael Porter's, like, a pretty good third scorer, too. So then when you're Aaron Gordon's, yes. like, your fourth guy... Like, I think that's the perfect... All like, he needs to do is cut, Abel. All he needs to do is cut the thing and is, so he's, make he open shots. No post moves. He has no post moves. but And he's not that, the best three-point shooter. He could shoot threes, but he's not the best. But they're going to be wide open. But, but like Joe said, he is... Like, just watching that first game with, like, Jokic, I don't think he scored not getting assisted. Like, literally every single yeah. thing was him just cutting to the basket. Cut, and, like, just having Jokic just have so much gravity. It, like, this is the perfect role for Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon's just not a shot He was, like, creator. plus 17. He worked perfectly in the offense in his first and game. he played 20 minutes. He played, like, 20 yeah. minutes, too. So, like, I think this is the perfect role for Aaron Gordon. I'm not saying it's not going to, like, he's going to be great for the Nuggets, Aaron Gordon is. I'm just saying, is it going to put, like, his performance, is that going to put the team over the edge? Because offensively, sure, they're great, but their big trouble is defensively. You know they're they're not getting steals necessarily, they're they're not forcing their bad shots for the other team. You know they're like 19th in terms of uh, opposing field goal percentage defense. Their defensive rating is like middle of the pack, 12th. You know it's a, and they're, and they're not getting too many blocks. So at that point you're just essentially doing a shootout. Yeah, and like the Nets it, though. It's a little sure, bit like the Nets where their offense well, could like be the really Nets, good. it's like the Nets, but then but it's like the Nets just have it wet out exponentially better yeah. efficiency compared to the well, wouldn't you say that wouldn't you say that Aaron Gordon is a better defender than anybody that the Nets have or are you saying like KD and Bruce Brown are better I mean Bruce Brown I would nah, probably Bruce, take Bruce Brown J- Jeff Aaron Green Gordon. I would probably nah, take not no, Jeff Green. I'm not I'm taking, taking Jeff Aaron Green Gordon over Aaron, Aaron Gordon Green. that's disrespectful he's like eight years older than him yeah I'm definitely taking Aaron Gordon over that but I, I would probably Aaron take Gordon's Bruce in Brown. his prime dude Aaron Gordon can lock dudes up Aaron Gordon's a good defender and he's switchable he could guard th- like three through five you know yeah like, that's he can, dude, he can guard shooting like, guards he's not a I wouldn't say he's a lockdown defender, but he's like he's above average. Like he's more than like. Adequate. I mean, he's not Kawhi. I'm not saying he's the best like defender in the league or anything, but like he could definitely give dudes tough nights. There's not many people that could guard a three, four, and a five. You know, so that's why yeah, like, he's, he's like a Thad Young type of guy. Yeah. yeah, I just think Jeff Green knows like to be in the right place at the right time. I think Aaron Gordon takes a little more chances okay. defensively. Okay. And it, okay. And it, and they could put him out of position. Okay, yeah, okay. Jeff Green's having a great defensive year. I mean, Jeff I mean, Green's I good. About no, Jeff Green's good, but he's had a, He's having a career high in defensive rating. Like he's having a good he's, year, dude. But and you can't deny that his career. He's a career inconsistent player, bro. Like his whole career, he's like good, and then he's not good. Offensively, offensively for sure. I mean, I, I would say either end. I just feel like there's certain games where it's like he hasn't done anything, and it's like. He's on the team, like offensively for sure. I mean, he's a lot more consistent defensively. I mean, like you said, he's a veteran. He knows know. what he's doing. 
But I'm not saying he's like he's really changing the game. You really think Jeff Green is like changing the but game? But I don't think there? Aaron Gordon's changing the game really? either. If anything, it's defensively, no. Defensively, right. I don't think he All is. Right. If the Nuggets traded for Jeff Green at the trade deadline, I would be like, cool, they got an extra like eighth man. But trading for Aaron Gordon's like, all right, they yeah, got an come extra on, starter. Dude. You really think because you'd because be of as Aaron excited? Gordon's offensive ability, his offensive ability, I think it's both is exponentially better than Jeff Green's. He's a two way player. I mean, Aaron Gordon's athletic, but he's not that good offensively. I feel like that's like been I said, his he problem. has no post moves, and he's like an average three point shooter. The best thing he has is he's just so athletic and dunk. Yeah, he's not that good offensively. Like I feel like he's been miscast. Just playing off of Jokic, I think is like what's gonna help him. He finishes better around the rim. Yeah, because of his athleticism. When, with no, with, when it's like yeah. an open lane, if he has like any guy on him, like he's not good at like making people miss. Like he's not backing anyone down. He definitely doesn't have a post up. I just think he's not consistent enough. And Jeff Green's Jeff Green. Hey, well, you got a hot take yeah. with that one. I'm sorry, my guy. Hey, man. Hey, that's what we're here for. We're here yeah. for the hot takes. We're here for the hot takes. And I'm and it's not saying like I'm not saying that Jeff Green is like an amazing defender. I'm just I'm personally don't think Aaron Gordon's gonna put too much it's not gonna put him over the edge defensively okay. for the Nuggets. And okay. that's why I got I got a eighth. I mean I got a eighth. I just think when you're starting from zero and then you add Aaron Gordon, like like you got nowhere to go but up. So that's why I think it has oh, to for, it's, for it's sure. definitely gonna for help. Sure. It's helping there. Yeah. It's gonna help for yeah. sure. I'm not saying it's not gonna help. I just don't think it's gonna put him over the edge. I mean I'm not I mean putting Whereas the Suns and the Jazz. Whereas the Suns and the Jazz. I mean, that's to, to be over the Suns and the Jazz. That's think, uh, over the edge is over the Suns and the Jazz. Right. That's for I, me over I, the edge. I, I think the all three of those teams are in the same tier. So, all right. All right. Six. Who you guys got? Six. Milwaukee. Nuggets. I got Jazz. Seven. Denver. Suns. Bucks. Eight. Jazz. Jazz. So, we, we had all those teams, right? So, they're they're all interchanged. I mean, that's what I said. Three three pretty much through ten. My number nine team is the Blazers. I don't know if you guys have them in ten. I got them, I got them ten. I don't have the Blazers. The Blazers were honorable mention. They were my number 11. Ooh, who, who, do you, who do you got then? Who do you got, Joe, instead of the Blazers? Because me and Brandon both fell out with Heat Blazers in, in terms of our nine ten. I don't know why. I just felt like Tatum and Brown could maybe be a little bit better in terms of the <laughs> Eastern Conference. Like, I don't know. I have no idea why, but I was like, hey, I trust Tatum and Brown to be like a little bit more effective. Part of me really wanted to put the Celtics just because of like their recent performance star power. In the last few years the star power like yeah. almost like the clippers like i said like even though i have clippers have some flaws you do have to just trust Kawhi and paul george and i think like Jalen brown and Tatum, but it's just they're just so bad man like I yeah just, they're I not that fun myself to do it but they're at the same tough, time, I got the team. Blazers. I just feel like the Blazers. I got the Blazers ten, but the Bla- but the Blazers could do it. The Blazers probably are the better team. I'm changing my pick. Edit that shit no, out, Brandon. Don't do it, Edit it out. Don't Edit do it. it out. Don't do it. Don't do it. No, no. I don't. I don't feel good about the Blazers. All right. Staple of confidence, Joe. All right, Be all the right. staple of confidence. All right. all right. The only reason I picked the Blazers is because it goes back to my like star power theory, where like when you have Damian Lillard, it just gives you a chance. But they're 29th in defense right now. Literally, like the is only team worse than them is the, is the Kings. And like the Kings are oh. like notorious for being like a high paced, absolutely terrible defense. And like this is where the Blazers are at. And like Nurkic has been missing a lot. So like that's also part of why I did pick him. Yeah, like, Cantor. Nurkic has been out a while. And like Cantor's still, playing like, their center minutes. Like, they've been like in like the fifth seed basically all year, like without McCollum and Nurkic. Like Lillard has been absolutely insane. He definitely deserves some MVP recognition at the end of the year. So I just like think if you assume this team's full strength. I just think they have a chance. I really wanted to put the Mavs here, but I just thought on paper, like yeah, on same. paper, I think the Blazers like with Nurkic, like, th- like you would think the Mavs have a worse defense, but they actually have a better defense than the Blazers. Which again, it comes back to Canner. Yeah. Canner's playing over Nurkic this last like month, but like full strength. Look at the Blazers have the better, full more complete team. 
Yeah, but you're right. I don't know. There's like five teams here that you could play, honestly. Right. For me, I mean, for me, the Blazers, it's about efficiency. And I mean, they're essentially a team that doesn't turn the ball over and gets a lot of threes offensively. You know, so that's like it's what the game has evolved into is being effective with the ball and shooting the three. They're second in fewest turnovers in the league. And then they shoot the second most three points, three pointers in the league, or they make the second most three pointers in the league, and fourth in points points per game overall. So, for me, and then like you said, getting Nurkic back is huge to to for the paint. Getting CJ McCollum is huge. Get him them back, and they've Damian Lillard has pretty much put him at, in the top five in the West without them by himself. By himself, exactly. So now you add them Norman and then Norman too. Powell. I love the Norman Powell. I love Norman yeah, Powell pickup, yeah. man. Like straight up, Norman Powell. He's a talented. He's another like talented, athletic guy, offensively and defensively. He's progressed offensively a lot. Yeah. But he, when he started in the league, he got minutes because of his defense. Yeah. That's how he got minutes right. on the Raptors. So for I just, me, is he is he in the closing five with this team? That's what I want to know. I mean, he's got a, not, he's got right? an elite wingspan. I think he's got like a seven foot one wingspan. So like he unless can, you're just going small, he can like maybe guard probably, small forwards, but it's gonna be still a tough ask if it's like Kawhi Leonard. And then you're putting Covington at the four, and you're just gonna go small. And then yeah, Nurkic on the five. Yeah. I mean, I think Nurkic yeah. at the five just overall like it, it kind of balances out where like even if you're going small, Nurkic can just kill it in the paint, and you you allow Norman Powell and. Covington to flow and they're good defense defenders too so that's why I mean it's a sneaky good team especially because they've been playing so well without be, without being at full strength so all right it's quick sidebar quick sidebar is is Damian Lillard better than Steph Curry this year does he deserve more MVP recognition he's, he's played more games so yeah if we're gonna do a base off games played it's a regular season award the corpse of a roster that Lillard has Captain or in like the fifth seed basically all year, but is that? Yeah, I think it's a worse roster than what Steph has had to work with. That's relevant. Yeah, you're right. And the and the Warriors aren't even in the playoffs right now, so yeah, it's tough to say because obviously you know Steph Curry is an a once in a lifetime talent, and so blessed to be able to watch him live and have him perform, especially after last year being injured the whole year. But this is not a, a Steph hater argument. This is yeah, more yeah. of like a Lillard. Is underrated argument. L- like, Lillard, Lillard lover, you know? is a, is, he's, he's a star in this league, and I think, it, I don't know if he's quite looked at it, at it like that, you know? I mean, yeah. he is, but I think, but people don't look at, look at him at that level. And he's also become one of the coolest guys. Like, yeah. he's literally he, one of the coolest guys is. ever. That's like, he's one of my it. favorite players now. Yeah. He's like, he's almost on that AI level, like Allen Iverson level, where he like, yeah. puts it all on the court, balls out, and then when he gets off the court, he's just like, it is what it is, man. I'm just here to ball. You know, I'm just here for love. I'm here for everything. I mean, Jimmy Butler's pretty cool. But besides that, you got Lillard for sure. They're probably the two coolest guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I feel like Jimmy Butler is a little more uh, of, of an aggressive cool, you know, where he, he's he trying to rub people yeah, the wrong definitely. way. It yeah. might not be everyone's cup of tea. I, think, I don't think Dame could rub, rub anyone the wrong way unless you're yeah. like a straight, if someone's just like, hating. I don't like Damian just, Lillard, you're like, all right, bro. Who you hurt know, you? Like, Are you a Rockets fan? Yeah, I got to question your uh, personality and your morals right there. If you if you're a straight Lillard hater, yeah. or I guess if you're a Rockets fan too. Yeah. So wait. So who do you got at ten, Joe? You said Celtics. Then? Yeah. And basically, my my thing is they're closing five. If you replace Kemba with Fournier, I almost think they're a better team. And the fact that they've all right, bro. Let's no. Let's, yeah. Did oh, we see? Did we, we watch this last seven Fournier game? You want to talk oh, about defense? we're gonna talk Come about on, the bro. first game that he's played with them. We're gonna say the first game that he's played with them. That's that's what we're judging them on. That's all we got to work with. It was not a good performance. Let's be real here. It was a 
I'm, yeah, I'm not thinking of that as bullet point A. It was about as bad as it can get. I mean, of course. Well, it's, a Tony, it's a Tony Snow graphic. Yeah, it's, it's a Tony, a Tony Snow, Snow graphic. graphic. Where he's playing 33 minutes, and he's like, this guy was just running. Oh, my guy Cook. He straight up was just running. He knows man. how to make an entrance. Like, he told everybody to Google his name, and then he put up a goose egg where he missed freaking 10 shots, man. Just let him yeah, do his including thing. Including free throws. He had, like, four free throws, too. So it's not like he didn't even get the chance bro, to, like, get on the bro. board. I mean, dude, has a guy ever played, like, a meaningful game in his career? Like, he clearly... <laughs> Does not have the nerves to handle this. No, do the ball. Do the ball, Brandon. Damn, he's having like the best season of his career, man. I don't know. I feel like he is more effective than Kemba. He could ball, but no, defensively, man. Like Kemba's a lie. Kemba's a lie. You think Kemba's better than him on defense? They're like both the same, man. Like it's not even like Fournier is really good offensively. I'm not even gonna, dude. I've been I've been following Fournier's career because I'm a heavy Evan Fournier fan. Okay. Okay. <laughs> said no one ever. Yeah, I'm like said no yeah, one ever. Like, yeah. I mean, I yeah. feel like he's fine. He's not that. Well, he's not my favorite player, but I just think he fits the rotation a bit. Yeah, he's the second coming of Tony Parker, is what I'm saying. But <laughs> there's like a tweet like a couple weeks ago that was like name like the most random NBA player you could think of, and I think like Evan Fournier kind of fits honestly. Well, he does, but Luau Cabaret is probably mine. I just yeah. like I like that last name, you know. That's, yeah, that's a good like. It's another like, French dude. He's like, what'd you just say to me? Like, if you said like, "Yo, how about that Luau Cabaret guy?" and you'd be like, "What you are you speaking to me <laughs> yeah. right now?" Yeah, yeah. man. No, so, it's not. So that's my guy. But I mean, obviously, a lot of differing opinions because it is a little top heavy with the full strength Lakers, the full strength Nets, and that. Both of their big trios. The trios for the, for the Lakers with LeBron, AD, and Caruso. Is that what you were talking about? Yeah, man. Obviously, I think Schroeder. No, Schroeder. Realistically, I think he's like earned being a part of a big three. You know, he's playing. He's been playing really well. That's the one. But overall, man. I mean, post trade final roster rankings. We didn't even talk about like Drummond adding to the Lakers. Just a little extra well, thing to it. Did we? Well, did we need to though? I mean, Drummond's no, good, but no, he's not. He's another guy. Even less than what Aaron Gordon's doing. He's not doing much. Yeah, no way. Yeah. But top 10, championship aspirations. Who's going to win the ship? I mean, we'll just have to wait and see. We'll, we'll talk about it later. Catch us on the next one, guys. Peace. Peace.